welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. God, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify you, we honor you. Magnify your holy name. We reverence you on this Resurrection Sunday. We honor you on this Resurrection Sunday. It is because of you that we live, that we move, that we have our being. I said it's because of you that we live, that we move that we have our being. I recognize, yes, my body works, but it's because of you. Hallelujah. I feel that we move. You've given me ability, but it's because of you that we live, that we move, that we have our very being. Our breath is yours, and I give it back to you. Our minds are yours, we give it back to you. Our bodies are yours, we give it back to you. To you, our joy is yours, and we give it back to you. Have thine own way, have thine own way, have thine own way, have thine own way. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. If you ain't coming here with joy this morning, I don't understand why you're here. <laughs> I'm not supposed to preach it. Everything you think you can't do because he lives. Stop, baby. Stop. Stop. to do but I love Jesus so much I sometimes sometimes it's hard to do the job because I've come to worship Woo, hallelujah he was wounded <laughs> My Jesus. hallelujah all right I got to relax myself I gotta relax. I gotta relax. Hmm. If y'all ain't praising him here, I bet somebody praising him on that screen. I bet somebody praising him in their kitchen. 
Stop, sir. Stop, 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 stop. Stop. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. My Lord. what you owe him. Give him what you owe him. Give him, hey, hallelujah. Give him your best praise. Your best praise. Because he got up, I can get up. I don't care how long you've been down because he got up. You can get up. You can get up out of the grave of your depression. I feel proud of you, right? You can get up out of the grave, out of the grave of your situation and certain you be charged, he got up. Let's stop. Matthew 28 verses 1 through 8. Now, don't stop. Now after the Sabbath tour, don't stop. Now after the Sabbath, don't stop. Praise is comely for the upright. Don't stop praising. The praise is comely. It's beautiful for the ones who uphold the righteous banner of the king. Now after the Sabbath toward the, the, the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and uh, the other Mary went to see the tomb, and behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it, just sat there, <laughs> just sat there. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear, somebody say for fear, some of... Um, For fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, to the women, to the women, to the women, to the women. The angel said to the women, the first evangelist, to the women, do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. Yep, it is a surety that he was crucified. But he's not here for he... Risen (laughs) Just as He said Lord Come, come See the place Where he lay Then go quickly and tell his disciples Hallelujah He has risen just as he said Come on Come on, you ain't got to believe me Come see the place where he lay Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. 
there you will see him. See, I've told you. I said what I said. I meant what I said. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Ooh, my God. There's a topic for this morning's sermon. It is what got us here. Won't get us there. Look at somebody say, look at somebody. What got us here? What got us here? What got us here? Won't get us there. What got us here? What got us here? got us here. Won't get us there. <laughs> Wonderful is your name. Wonderful is your name. Wonderful is your name. We've been going through a series since January. Y'all sat down. Sat down somewhere. Sit down in your kitchen. Sit down on your bed. Lay down. Put your covers back up. Go on back to bed, Rock Baptist. It's all right. It's all right. But I'm going to give him my praise. You hear me? Stop, sir. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> If you ain't got a praise today, I don't understand. I don't understand. It's a day that changed the world forever. He got up. He got up. We, we've been walking through a series since January, the first Sunday in January. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? We've been walking through a series, and this is the last Sunday of that series. Last Sunday of that series. The series is called Culture Making. Look at this choir. Y'all see this choir? Y'all see this choir? <laughs> Ain't God good to us? He brought us from a boy. Got us here? Let's go. We've been walking through a series going since go. the beginning of the year for, called Culture Making. Culture Making. Hallelujah. Don't push, good brother. Don't do that. We've been... <laughs> we, I'm on the edge already. Don't push. We've been walking through a series since January, January, called Culture Making. And we've been walking, talking about four things, the three non-negotiables, the four non-negotiables of our Christian faith. And they are we pray, we give, we fast, and we are we praise. We pray, we give, we fast, and we praise. Say it one more time. We pray. Type it in the screen. We give. We fast and we praise. And each week, we've been talking about something that creates or maintains the culture that is here at Church of the Redeemer Baptist. The last thing that I heard the Lord say, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time, but the last thing that I heard the Lord say that we needed to communicate about this culture that God is creating here at our church was this very phrase, what got us here won't get us there. It's a book that was written by Marshall Goldsmith. And in his book, summarized by James Clear, he communicates three very specific points that are extremely important for every culture that you walk into. The first point is, in his, the summary of the book, the first point is behavioral problems, not technical skills, are what separate from the great, from the good. Did y'all, behavioral problems, not technical skill. 
is the thing that separates the great from the good. It's not that we can't. It's that our attitude keeps us from it. It's not that we're unable to do what we're supposed to do, what we're called to do. But it's that our inability to submit to the leading of the Lord, the behavior that's been created that allows us to say no when God is telling us to say yes, that behavior is what hinders us from going from good to great. It's the behavior that keeps us from the will of God. It's the behavior that keeps us from being everything God created us to be. We have it in us to do it, but we just have decided to lean into a behavior and a nature that says no to the king. It's the behavior that keeps us from greatness. Second thing that this book communicates is incredible results can come from practicing basic behaviors, like saying thank you listening well like thinking before you speak and like apologizing for your mistakes now this is a secular book y'all it's a secular book written by a secular author but isn't it amazing that even the world's wisdom can be applied to our relationship with God isn't it amazing that even a secular author can remind us that when we come into the presence of the Lord, it is a very simple thing to not just come into God's presence and expect to receive, but to come in and lift up holy hands in the presence of the Lord to modify our behavior, modify our attitudes. Why am I yelling? Modify our structure modify our minds to come in and not to receive but to simply say thank you <clears throat> come into the presence of the king and listen well not just put your all on the altar because you want God to do something else for you but to listen to the instructions that God gives you so when you leave here you know how to live better small things small things thinking before you speak saying what needs to be said instead of just what you want to say not communicating out of your hurt but communicating the words that Spirit of God leads you to say. And apologizing for your mistakes. Only if we would just come into the house of God and realize that we still have to repent. We still have to apologize one to another. We still have to say, I'm sorry. Not because I might have hurt your feelings, but because I know what I did. Don't be shady with it. I know what I did. And if I offended you, please forgive me. I'm sorry. No, baby, you know you offended me. You know you talk sideways out your mouth. M-O-U-F. You know you talk sideways out your mouth. You know you came at me in a way that if it was 20 years ago, I'd have punched you dead out. You know it. But you try in me, see? 
And since you try in me, because I am a new creature created in Christ Jesus, I didn't do what I know I could do. But don't test me. Don't test me. And when you come apologize and apologize sincerely. We're going to create culture. We got to create culture that is a sincere culture. First thing, behavioral problems, not technical skills, are what separate the great from near great. Incredible results can come from practicing basic behaviors like saying thank you, listening well, thinking before you speak, and apologizing for mistakes. And lastly, the first step to change is wanting it. First step to change is wanting it. If you don't want to change, you ain't going to change. If you want to be different, you ain't going to be different. But if you want it... It's there for you. Our church, the Church of the Redeemer Baptist, has experienced many changes in our history. We have seen leaders come and we've seen leaders go. We've seen servants here and we've seen servants gone. We've created space for ministries that God has called people to simply because we believe in the collective effect of and in the body of Christ working together. And we have survived through every shift, saints. We've survived through additions, and we've survived through, through subtract, subtractions. We've survived through traumatic situations. We've th- survived through oppression, and we've even survived through a global pandemic. As trustee Monique says, every time I talk to her, as she shakes her head, God's hand is on Redeemer. She said just like that, God, I don't understand it. But God's hand is on Redeemer. And if this church was going to fail or fold, it would have failed and or folded long ago. But because we are resilient, we have not failed. And the reason why this resilience works so well is not just because we're resilient, but I wish somebody would say we're covered. Hallelujah. I'm not supposed to preach yet, but I might have to. Can somebody grateful thank God for being covered today, for being covered through it all? We've learned to trust in Jesus. We've learned to depend on his hand. We've learned to depend on his heart. We've learned to depend on his will. We've learned to depend on his way. And we've learned to depend on his word. But sometimes we get stuck in how God did what God has done. Not the what, but the how. Sometimes we get stuck in what, how God did what God has done. We focus so much on the provision made that we forget about the provider. The world has shifted, saints. God has adjusted everything around us. We praise God for the lessons, and we praise God for being for the blessings that he's given us. But what got us here won't get us there. As we go after this next phase in ministry, this next leg of our journey together, we have to realize that it is the Lord that we're following. I'm going to say that again. As we go after this next phase in ministry, this next leg of our journey together, we have got to realize and remember that it is the Lord that we're following. We are following Christ. And every day as we get new mercies, saints, we also get new instruction. Things have to change. You don't hear the same sound you've heard in the past. 
You don't see the same faces that you've heard in the past. You don't see the same ministries active that you've seen in the past. And that can be disconcerting to many. But I'm here to encourage us that when we see movement, it's because God is moving. <laughs> and what got us here won't get us there. Say it to your neighbor if you don't mind. What got us here won't get it. Type it in the screen. Just, just work with me, please. What got us here won't get us there. Write it on the tablet of your heart. What got you here will not get you there. What got you here, what got us here will not get us there. This is one of the reasons why today is so special to the church, saints. Biblical scholars throughout history have done a phenomenal job of documenting the importance of blood sacrifice in scripture. Blood sacrifice. One, of the one in particular named Rick Richard Booker wrote a book of, uh, documenting what he calls the miracle of the scarlet thread. This scarlet thread of redemption, as I typically like to call it, the scarlet thread of redemption, if you're writing something down, write that down. The scarlet thread of redemption, as I like to refer to it, is the story of how sacrifices were required by God for redemption <clears throat> and forgiveness. Sacrifice was required by God for redemption and forgiveness. From the book of Genesis all the way through the book of Revelation, we read about God asking God's people for sacrifices of animals for the benefit of the people's forgiveness. From the bloodshed covered to cover the nakedness of Adam and Eve in the garden to the blood applied to the doorposts of Israel, Israel's homes in Egypt, to Rahab's scarlet thread, in Jericho, signaling Joshua's men, to the bloodshed at temple sacrifices for the sins of Israel, to the rhythm of the sacrifices required at the temple for the forgiveness of every person's sin. All of these are precursors to the real story of the Bible, namely that Jesus and his blood was shed at Calvary for the redemption of your sin and the redemption of of my sin. It wasn't just for Israel that Jesus died, but it was for the redemption of the whole entire world. And when he died, it made such a difference. See, the sacrifices were required for forgiveness for our sins, not optional. It was a requirement for the forgiveness of our sins. It was required and it was wait and it was the ways that the Jewish people were made right before God. The sacrifice is what made the Jews right before God. They found a clean animal and they took it to the temple. And when they took that animal to the temple, the priest that was trained on how to kill the animal rightly so that God would be pleased with the sacrifice. They brought that sacrifice to the priest. Y'all working with me? They brought that sacrifice to the priest, and the priest did what the priest was trained to do. He offered that sacrifice to God, and then the blood was shed. Then the blood was shed. It wasn't pretty. The blood had to be shed so that forgiveness would be wrought for every household of sin that you knew you committed 
and sin that you didn't even know you committed. Some felt like they were righteous, but they came anyway. And they offered their sacrifice to God. But what got Israel there to redemption for some would not get us here. <laughs> to redemption for all. See, the way that it happened in the Old Testament, it was a type and it was a shadow of redemption. It was a type of redemption and it was a shadow of redemption. It wasn't the real thing. If you look at your shadow, you see that the shadow is the, re the, re um, the revelation of a real object that you can see on the ground. If I look at this plant, I see a shadow of the leaf under it. But if I look at the plant, I can touch that. I can, I can feel that. I can water that. Shadow, that's just the ground. There's nothing there. It reflects something, but there's no real, no real substance to the shadow. The substance is in the plant. It's not in the, see, redemp redemption in the Old Testament was a shadow of the redemption of the New Testament. But when Jesus came and he died on the cross of Calvary, the reality of our redemption, not just for the Jews, but for the whole entire world, was realized on Friday. Somebody say Friday. Friday. Somebody say Friday. The blood matters, saints. The reason Jesus had to die was because he had to fulfill the law. The reason Jesus had to die was he had to put an end to normal religiosity. Come on, church, help me. The reason that Jesus had to die was because he had to put an end to death. The reason that he had to die was because if he didn't die, we would still be coming in to a church with an animal today, offering it to God and realizing again and again and again this gruesome nature of death every day that is required because we can't stop sinning. I want to, but I can't stop. I wish I could. I'm talking about me. I wish I could, but I can't stop sinning. So I would be offering a sacrifice every day, every week, every month, and every year. Why? Because I need to be forgiven. The blood matters. The blood matters. But when the blood of Christ was shed... This is why we sing Jesus paid it all. Hallelujah. All to him we owe. Sin has left its crimson stain, but I thank God that he washed it white as snow. This is why Holy Week is so important. Last week had to happen, saints. Hallelujah. I'm almost done. He had to be celebrated when he walked into Jerusalem. 
He had to get the church right when he started flipping tables. He had to be tested by the religious so that they would know that their religion and their teaching was not enough anymore. Hallelujah. Come on, church. He had to write the tables of service by serving those that felt like they were supposed to be serving him. I want to say that one again. He had to write the tables of service by him, the the redeeming one, serving those that felt like they were supposed to be serving him. He had to celebrate the Passover so that he would show that tradition is supposed to be honored. He had to go to the garden and alone and submit his will to the father. He had to heal that person that his servant decided to hurt. Y'all remember Peter cutting off ears in the garden? Y'all remember when you spoke cross to, uh uh-oh. Y'all remember hurting the servant of God? And God was the one that had to heal the one that you hurted? All right, all right, okay. He had, he had to be the one. He had to be the one to heal the person that his servant that followed so closely decided to hurt. He had to be dragged from court to court. He had to be denied by his closest friends, hallelujah, and followers. He had to be bit, beaten within an inch of his life, as my mama would have said. He had to be beaten within an inch of his life, and he had to get help from that black man, Simon of Cyrene, to carry his cross. He had to. It had to happen. He had to hang between those two thieves, and he had to say what he said. Every one of those sayings had to be said, and he had to die the way that he died. But can I hear somebody say what got us there? He won't get us there. What got us here won't get us there. It wasn't the dying <laughs> that made the difference. It wasn't the dying (laughs) that made the difference. Him dying had to happen. But all that did, what got us forgiveness, is what got us forgiveness. All that dying did, all that Friday did, was got us to the place that the Jews still live in today. I'm grateful for the cross. Can we go? I'm grateful for the cross, and I'm glad today that I am redeemed. I am happy for the forgiveness of my sin. But his death is our redemption, and his resurrection is my reason. If it stopped on Friday, all I would have is redemption. But because he lives, I can face my tomorrow. Because God lives, every bit of my fear is all gone. Because I know that Jesus holds my future. Now my life is worth every bit of living that I do. Why? 
not because he died, but because he lives. Because he lives, I can move. Because he lives, I can breathe. Because he lives, I have the right to the tree of life. And I know one day I am going to be with Jesus when he comes. Because he lives, not because he died. It's because he lives. Because he lives. It's because he lives. That's the reason why today is so different. That's the reason why what got us here will not get us there. What got us to redemption was wonderful. But I need more. I needed more for my soul. I needed more for my life. I needed the encouragement and the redemption of the Father. Yes, I did. But I also needed to know that even though I can be forgiven now, I will be forgiven forever. And this is why I praise God. That's why I praise God. This is why I praise him. That's why I glorify him. His death was our reason. His death was our reason, our redemption. But his resurrection is our reason. Some of y'all, y'all came in here just because somebody asked you to. You came in here to give your sacrifice, you know. You know, you, you came in here thinking, thinking that, um, that uh, if you came on Easter Sunday, came in here thinking that if you came on Easter Sunday, you'd be good for the year, you know. <laughs> you came in here thinking, you came in here thinking that what got you here would get you there in heaven. But that's not how it works no more. That's not, that's not how it works no more. What got, what got you here it requires more. What got you here won't get you there. Oh, I want to see him. I want to I look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory there to lift my voice. Cares are past. Home at last. Hallelujah. Ever to, which was what got you here. It's wonderful grateful for the sacrifice that you made today but God doesn't need your animal God doesn't need your annual sacrifice God wants your heart every head bowed every eye closed every head bowed every eye closed I'm glad you came, whether you're in the room or on the screen. I'm glad you came. I'm glad you got here. I'm glad you got here. But what got you here won't get you there. You weren't invited to church today just to be in church today. You were invited to church today because somebody loves you enough to want you to get there to heaven where is there it's heaven the streets are paved with gold the promise of the king is revealed not in the death but in the resurrection so today 
With love in my heart, I offer you Jesus. The doors of the church are open. Listen, 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 listen. Eric, listen, 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 listen. Linda, listen. Listen. Listen, listen. Yeah, come on, deacons. Listen, listen. You can't stop at redemption because you can't stop sinning. Hello? You can't stop at redemption. Why? Because you can't stop sinning. Only one lived perfectly. His name is Jesus. If all you want to be is good, that's great. Stop at redemption. That's fine. That's fine. It's okay. We will talk well of you. We will speak well of you. Right, Ma? We're going to speak well of you. We are going to speak so well of you. But that's not where it stops for Jesus. It didn't stop on Friday. It stopped when he got up. With all power in his hands. And that's what we want for you. Every day. You to have the power to get up again. And when it's time for you to breathe your last breath, and to close your eyes forever, I want you to be assured of the fact that just like Jesus died and rose to be with the Father, I want you to have that same assurance that when you breathe your last breath, you can be assured of life forever with him. So I offer, again, I offer you Jesus. I offer you, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, today's the day for that to happen. Now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. If you would just allow your heart to be softened to the voice of Holy Spirit, we offer you Christ. If you've never accepted him, just... If you're in the room, come now. Come now. Come. 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 We ain't here for no party. We're here to make sure that the world is changed because we're here. We're here to make sure that people get an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ because we're here. If you're on the screen, just put a thumbs up or say it's me. Click in it, put whatever emoji it is, just put it in there. Just say it's me. Say it's me. I need to see it so I can see your name and we can follow up with you. If you've never accepted Christ, now is your time and today is your day. If you have accepted Christ, but you've walked away, guess what? You're in good company. After Jesus died, they got, the disciples got scared, and they ran. You're in good company. We're going to talk about that next. After Jesus died, the disciples ran, and they got scared. It's okay, it's okay. But they came back. We want you to come back, too. If you need to come back to Jesus, just come on. Come on. Come on. Please. Come on. The invitation is extended to you. I know you've walked away. You know you've walked away. God knows you walked away. Come on back. Come on back home. If you need to be baptized, this is a good church to be baptized in. We're getting the pool ready. We're getting the rooms ready. We're doing all that we need to do so that we can baptize in the next coming weeks. If you need to be baptized, come. And if you need a church to call yours and to call home, Redeemer is a great place to call home I'll try again Redeemer is a great place to, I'll try one more time Redeemer is a great place to 
call home. Redeemer is a great place to call home. Come now. If anybody needs a church home, come now. Come on to Christ. Oh, 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 we offer Christ to you, oh, my brother. offer Christ to you oh my sister he will give you brand new life new life abundantly oh come Come on, oh, come, come on, oh, come, hey, yeah. come on.